Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is the show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rents, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. Shall we start this pod off with a little congrats to the Upper Midwest? It's a two out of three situation for the Upper Midwest because the Brewers had to knock out the Cubs to get there. I mean, is yeah, are the Cubs really? No, no, the Cubs. Ever, I mean, Cubs widely acknowledged to not be a playoff team in the sense that even if they made the playoffs, they didn't really belong there. Yeah, I. It's amazing that the Brewers have turned it on. I mean, you, you, I think you said when we were making predictions, you said they'll really have to turn it on, and they did somehow without Yelich. I know, I know, bizarre. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's disheartening for the Brewers, right? Because they were supposed to make it, looked like they weren't. They made it, but they've made it without their best player. Oh man, that would be a much more dangerous lineup if they had him. Buried the lead. The Twins actually clinched the division. Not only they made did. the playoffs, they yeah. clinched the division. The reign of the Indians' reign is over. The Indians' reign is over. Uh, I really wish that the Astros weren't doing as well as they're doing because I, I, just, I just have a hard time getting over this Yankees' mental hurdle. You would prefer to get throttled by the Astros then lose to the Yankees? I mean, there's no saying that we're not going to get throttled by the Yankees. Four more games. we got a, probably a 50% chance to get to 100 wins. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> you have not looked at their starting lineup today. The hangover game is in full swing. Their starting lineup is every scrub. <laughs> Look, I I understand. I understand. Have you looked at the regular Tigers lineup? A, B. <laughs> they're only playing. They're only playing. They only have four more games. I I, mean, I get it. It's okay. four more games. Right. They only have to go two and two. They can back in to two and two. They could, yes, again, especially against the Tigers. And wait, who do they finish up against? The Royals. The Royals. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk Premier League. The the buzz, of course, is that the the relegated teams are actually looking okay, or the the promoted teams are actually looking okay. That's the main narrative thus far. Norwich, Sheffield, Aston and Villa, Aston Villa, Aston Villa. <laughs> They're back. They're back. They're back. <laughs> I didn't have to like dig deep to pick a team this year. Sheffield beat Everton, and uh, Norwich beat. Um, what is that team? Manchester City? Didn't I? I what? said on this pod I was I was going to uh, going to support Norwich. What is that team? You did you did say that? I I understand. There's there is something to be said for the my landing ESPN page is the UK ESPN page. So <laughs> oh, really? I like I have to hit the main yeah. soccer narratives no matter what. Yeah, a little bit more than <laughs> more than usual. Well, I'm always always going to hit them, and you have to go into the the ellipses to get to the MLB anything. One thing that I, I've never really understand about the Premier League 
like no matter what you hear, you hear like results in a given week and you're like, um, like, wow, I, I mean, I guess Tottenham is falling apart. Right. And, or, or, yeah. you know, talk about a, on the cusp top four teams. Oh no, they're, they're doing terribly. And then you like, look at the table and you're like, oh no, they're not. They're, they're right where they're supposed to be. <laughs> Yeah, it's just I mean, the any any of like the big six teams, it's like immediate freak out situation if they're not in sixth, if they're not in the top six, right? Right. Tottenham <laughs> and Man U are both outside. Yeah. And we And Chelsea's Chelsea out is. too. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, it's I mean, we knew Chelsea was going to be not good this year, right? I mean, that's the prevailing wisdom, sure, but the prevailing wisdom has, you know, not always been right. Absolutely. So who's here? Is the, is this season Liverpool's to lose? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. I just wanted to check. I just thought I'd check. All right. Valuable talk. Valuable check-in. This week on the pod, we are going to complete our Sloan Abstract uh, brainstorming session. Even though they're due on Monday, we're going to talk about Eric's Abstract. I guess we'll maybe try and apply a little bit of polish to this, and I'll give you a little update about where I'm at in the process. Let's take it away. All right, so I presented a couple weeks ago, uh, 3.25, I believe, um, the start of, of my Sloan Abstract, and then we, we played around with it a little bit, and so now it's back. It's back like a bad, bad habit. Let's talk about this. Uh, let's start with um, you know what it was. Um, I have the working title right now is Hit Field Position Spatial Autocorrelation Analysis. Not a very snazzy title. Um, we gotta throw. We gotta get more baseball-y baseball words in there somehow. I, <laughs> yes. I mean, autocorrelation. That's a good one. That's the kind where somebody's like, "Ooh, I." Those are big words, and I don't know what they mean. What about batted ball spatial autocorrelation Ooh. analysis? Even though it's very. Ooh, we need like a as a function of blah or like something. I don't know. Oh, oh, a colon appears. All right, here we go. Batted ball spatial autocorrelation analysis, understanding the spatial distribution of a pitcher's hits. I like that. Of. It's like a, we need like a pitching style thing in there, like, because we'll probably try and have results that show that certain pitching styles result in certain correlation signals. What? (laughs) Don't you think, I mean, don't you, like, if we're anticipating what a result is, my hypothesis about this project would be that we'll find a correlation profile for ground ball hitters and we'll find a correlation profile for fly for ground ball pitchers and a, cor- and a different correlation profile for fly ball hitters, fly ball pitchers. Man. And then we'll be able to try and use those templates to distinguish between pitching styles. I mean, this is the, this is the thing that, that when I was talking about my abstract, that would actually be useful to cluster pitchers on, right? If exactly. You, if you come up with a single metric that says, well, this pitcher's spatial autocorrelation of batted ball profile, batted balls, looks like this, which is similar to this guy's, even though we don't think of them as similar pitchers, then we can try and cluster on that. I kind of like that. Right. Yeah, right. No, exactly. There t- and what's so interesting about this is we can take this in two different directions because spatial autocorrelation is really interesting. Number one, you can... Either you can 
run the spatial autocorrelation analysis to find the places where, um, you know, essentially the random distribution breaks down. And then you highlight those spots that are not, um, you know, that fall outside of a, of a normal random distribution. And then also the other thing that you can do is by trying to subtract that, um, subtract that from the data set and then rerun the kind of tabular analysis on, on the data set with that subtract subtraction, then you are, you know, you're getting better results that are more tied to the other, um, the other factors, the other vectors in the analysis. Ooh, look at this data science buzzwords. I, I mean, I think this is a really interesting project from a, from both a data science and a, a baseball point and data science and the geography sense. And you, you use what I assume must be your typical opening line uh, as a geographer. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sorry. So we've, we've jumped into this. <laughs> we got stuck on the title and then we started jumping into it, but batted ball, spatial autocorrelation analysis, understanding the spatial distribution profiles of pitchers batted balls. I think that's really long, which is perfect for this kind of paper. Uh, geography is the study of the why of where. Geographers seek understanding through the location of phenomenon across the globe. In the same vein, we should approach the baseball diamond and the distribution of hits. Can geographic information science models help understand the spatial distribution of where hits will land? Can the modeling of fielded balls inform us of the quality of a pitcher's outing? We will divide the baseball diamond into hexagonal grid and analyze a representative sample of pitchers' fielded balls for spatial autocorrelation. We will then see how accounting for spatial autocorrelation affects our modeling efforts. Hmm. Spatial autocorrelation is a measure to which the location and magnitude of observations on an XY plane is random. Geographers must account for this autocorrelation in the same way that statisticians account for autocorrelation in other data sets. Mainly, identifying the existence of spatial autocorrelation disputes the assumption that a data set has a normal distribution and suggests that accounting for the spatial component is paramount. This paper presents the identification of spatial autocorrelation in the hits distribution of pitchers and explains how best to account for this vector and modeling efforts. That's about half mm. of the number of words that we have. I'm so used to conference abstracts being 250 words. Yeah, but this is but you can't think of this as an abstract, right? This is a this is a proposal to write a paper. Right, exactly. They just happen they just happen to call it an abstract for some bizarro reason. Right. Right. Yeah, no, this yeah, that's exactly right. This is a proposal. Really Sloan put out an RFP we're putting together a proposal. No, no, you're, you're exactly right. Which begs my question, Should what should we do with, like, what tense should we be writing these in? Because oh. you're writing a lot of we will, and I'm sort of, I wrote mine as though we already we have. have all the results in hand. Do you, and, oh, wow, tense. This, this is so, you're right. So important, so often overlooked. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I honestly don't know which way to go. I just think it's interesting that left to our own devices, we each picked one. Yeah, I, I did future tense. You did past. Mostly because I haven't done this. You ha have sort of done it. Yeah. I, I mean, you're, you're making wild assertions over something that we've sort of done. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I'm a big fan of doing that. Name of the game in uh, the tools sphere. <laughs> it's it's tough to tell. I mean, I you know, I, I don't know. I I feel like they they have to know that people don't have these papers written yet. I assume. Mm-hmm. That right. It's not it's not like legitimately like, "Oh, I just threw this abstract together." But their request for figures makes me think that they already that they expect that there are already some results, which is why I leaned in the We need to get like, through step zero. You're right. I think you're right. We I need to do past tense. That makes it sound makes it sound more official. I need to talk about open source. We we have to yeah, you're right. We gotta we gotta talk about open source. Throw all the buzzwords in. See, yours yours is actually a really good this is actually a really good project because I was thinking about the data, the streams of data, and it's really good if you can take something that is provided by the MLB as opposed to the ones where we have to scrape down fan graphs and say like, like, ooh, sorry, other company, like we are definitely scraping down your data. We out. We need to. One day, one day we'll start posting stuff on fan graphs. Well, we can. Sure, and then we'll feel better about ourselves. Well, we could, in theory, scrape all of this data down from um, from Baseball Savant. I have a tool that will scrape every every uh, that'll scrape full season stats down and do a reconstruction. I'm kind of leaning towards using that just because I would love to not. I would love to present a tool that is only dependent on the professional league itself and not dependent on a third party item. Baseball Savant, I mean, but even Baseball Savant is sort of like third party, right? I mean, because it's it's like a filter through which um, the Statcast search is officially hosted by the MLB. I okay. mean, base, Baseball Savant is hosted by MLB.com. Okay, so it's not I feel like better than it's not the. I I think that I think we're pretty safe in the sense that we're 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 using data that's put out there by the professional league for us to use, as opposed to fan graphs. That's like. We're a community outfit that we are, you know, just doing this out of the goodness of our hearts. Yeah. So what are the other open source? What, um, what other keys do we need to hit? Um, besides results. <laughs> so yes, the, uh, it's, it's reproducibility is oh, going to be, is going to be a big one. And then we, we, you sort of talked a little bit about this, you know, the, the application, you're pointing that out that um, you, we sort of nebulously say here, right, that account for this vector in modeling efforts. And I think we can flesh that out a little bit better for for where the, the project actually goes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it does say, the abstract does say it should contain the following sections. Results. Description of actual, not promised, results along with relevant statistics. Like, whoa. Screw you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Screw you. Yeah, I've been working on this since March. Well, they're gonna. They're gonna been know. Working on it since the last abstract. Well, you know, this is nice in in a sense. Like the the abstract that we're gonna put in the the abstract that I was talking about is nice because we, based on the fact that we put it all together in March, we actually like we we made predictions that are testable. Right. It was actually a pretty actually test. pretty clever idea. I'm glad good that. Jo- good job, you. I'm not, good job, me. You're. I mean, it's your tool originally built, right? Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. You, I mean, you took it, you ran with it. Who knows how much water is left in that bucket? <laughs> we're we're going to find out. 
We're going to find out at some point. I think your abstract is really good in the introduction. Like, I, I do like... I need, to, I need to work in on the results. Yeah. I think I really like the construct that asks, that specifically asks questions. And I haven't worked that into my abstract, but I think that's what I'm going to steal from, from yours. Because you, you ask, you know, can GIS models help understand the spatial distribution of where hits will land? Can the modeling of fielded balls inform us about a quality of pitchers outing? Like the, that's really laying the groundwork for what, what we're, we're trying, trying to find out, mm -hmm. and and really hitting people over the head. I mean, the time for subtlety is not these abstracts. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's for a half hour long pad podcasts. <laughs> is it? It's actually for an hour long. It's actually for the half hour of these that ends up on the cutting room floor. <laughs> All right, so I've got a lot. I've got a lot to do here. Um, we're gonna make these happen. We'll post these up in the spirit of open source. Ooh. We'll we'll be posting up as much as we can um, as we get it submitted. You know what? We should, uh, should put these on our web page. We can put them yeah. on the web page. Link this shit to our web page. Design a tool that will that'll put these up on the web page for us. That'll be fun. Yeah, well, that's, Ooh. Oh, more work. All right, that about brings us to the review session. Jorge Soler. So excitingly, we're almost, almost at the point. Next week, we'll be able to just do what the 2019 season stats were. Yeah, we're pretty close. Which is really great. But how about this one? Jorge Soler, on pace for 162 games. Is he going to make Way it? Way to go. We're going to find out. Only four more games. <laughs> On pace for 95 runs, 116 RBIs, 46 home runs, three stolen bases, and a 261 average. I know that people say that we shouldn't be as impressed by these gaudy home run title numbers, but 46 home runs is... I, mean, I that am. Is, yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't see that number and not think like, whoa, that is an impressive home run total. Oh, I feel like we had a dip in the number of home runs somewhere around like the 2011, 2012 range. And then it, you know, skyrocketed over the last couple of years since 2016. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this feels like, this feels like turn of the millennium numbers. Like this is the kind of numbers that you'd be drafting and you'd be like, oh, but he's on a terrible team. I mean, right. I don't know. That's a pretty good stat line. I and you uh, clearly did not think that he was headed in this direction. Uh, no, I, I very, I very clearly did not. I, I famously owned Jorge Soler a few years ago and uh, pretty much threw him under the bus, <laughs> pretty hard. Yeah, in tossed a, him out in our home leagues. And uh, you know, I watched yesterday's game and I felt pretty hardened because he did strike out three or four times that he appeared at the plate. <laughs> Even in some ways, even the home runs, you're watching them and you're like, <laughs> it's a whole lot of effort. You're either going to hurt yourself or it's like just, I just always think like something's going to go wrong. He does have one of the highest effort swings in baseball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, whoa, you're really, really whipping that bat around. And his, and his exit velocities are not that crazy. I mean, they're high, but they're, they're not, they're not that wild. Mm mm. Mm -mm. And he's in Kansas City. How how much longer is he in Kansas City for? That is a good question. I do not actually know the answer to that. So he only had, he only got to sixty one games last year. 
This yeah. is what's wild. You you made a little bit of a gaffe that I think you cut out of the podcast about where he was playing. Uh, and he's been in Kansas City for three years. I know. <laughs> this is his third year in Kansas City. Yeah, no, I I know. I after after talking about after like realizing that I just completely lost track of Jorge Soler in my head, like looking that up, like wow, what is he doing? So how how long is his contract? Are you are you see it? I haven't found it. I haven't found just, it. Anymore. If you just go to Fan Graphs, <laughs> it's Fan Graphs, just like it sounds. Yeah. Uh, the answer is he's he's not a free agent till twenty twenty two. He's making four point six million a year. Nine year contract, thirty million. Holy crap! So I guess Jorge Soler is going to be. I uh, gotta gotta get him in the on the Royals in my head pretty hard, huh? Yeah, for a little while. Um, this should make my life a little easier. I mean, every every boy growing up in Cuba just dreams to one day live in Kansas City. Am I right? <laughs> Can you? I, I just. I, I can just not imagine like someone in Cuba like trying to imagine America and be like, I'm gonna go to America <laughs> and then like actually picturing Kansas City. Like I was in America and I wouldn't have been able to picture Kansas City as a kid. I I do feel I feel pretty bad about that. <laughs> it must wow. have been like in Chicago, this is great. This is like an amazing city, big, this... nice <laughs> and then Kansas City. This is, you know, I hadn't looked at this before. This is a stunning turn of events for him to get to 162 games this year. It is. No, he had not. He had not even hit the hundred game mark in the two years previous. Yeah, he hasn't. City. He hasn't hit it since 2015. And it was 101. Yeah. yeah. And that's the only time. That's the only time he's appeared in more than 100 MLB games. But that's why he was left for dead. I mean, I don't think that. No fantasy analyst Please. should be kicking themselves for not predicting Jorge Soler. And the ones that did predict him should really remove the um, horseshoe from their wherever <laughs> they put it. Wherever that horseshoe ended up. Fair enough. I, you know, I'm just, man, I'm just not seeing. I, I'll be really curious what, the, what our predictions look like next year for Jorge Soler. I would. I mean, it's gonna have it, right? Uh, basically, it'll 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 take half of this half of this year's cluster was roughly the number that I used last year, and then it was like it was like fifty percent, thirty percent, twenty percent weightings of the past three years. Yeah. So I mean, I, we're gonna probably predict him at somewhere between twenty and twenty-five home runs. Um, I mean, it's just like that team is just not really equipped to be pushing out fantasy relevant players no and and, you know that field isn't exactly known for being a home run ballpark (laughs) so it's kind of i I don't know i don't know okay let me let me ask you because because you'll probably ask me this if i don't prompt you where is he getting drafted next year give me a round well, here, okay, so let's compare him to uh, Michael Conforto of last week. Oh, he's going to go before Conforto. You think he's going to go f- before Conforto? Yeah, I do. Around? Um, in the vicinity of Conforto, I think, yeah. We ended up saying 70, right? Yeah. I will take the over on 60. I think in the 60s is the right number. 
I don't think he's going to sixty is the right number. I think okay. I think low sixties. So you want to take the under on sixty? <laughs> no, I do not want to take the under on sixty. I mean, I would take the under if it was like a three to one bet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you two then. How about I give you two? You give me you two get points. The, you give me two bet box points. Sixty, for this. yeah, no, fifty nine and a half. So he's gonna do ten spots better than, um, than Conforto. Well, let's do two different two different bets. Okay. Contingent on each of you making one of them bet. You need to make both of them for me to give you these to you. All right. He's gonna go ten spots better than Conforto. Yeah. And he's going to be lower than 60.5. I'll give you number 60. I will take this. You got it. I'll take this. All right. That's a dangerous one. But I think given the right offseason buzz, you know, it depends on where he appears on a few fantasy analysts lists. But mm-hmm. I think if, he, if a few analysts put him at 58, then he'll be fine. He'll go. Yeah. That. Oh, yeah. I know. He'll he'll go right around there. Yeah. All right, Michael. Who are we doing this week? Are the Athletics going to make the playoffs? The Athletics? Yeah. Yes. Because I want to watch. I want to watch somebody in the the one game playoff. I want to watch Austin Meadows. You want to watch him? I do. Let's watch him. All right. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter. Fantasy Tools. Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left is worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too.